Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports where we are a guy and a girl who just really love to talk all things sports. If you love sports as much as we do, make sure you're tuning in every Monday and every Thursday for a new episode of A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports. And thank you guys so much for choosing a guy and a girl talk sports to listen to. We know that there's so many amazing sports podcasts and just podcasts out there to tune into. So if you wouldn't mind, leave a rating, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe so you can get the latest and greatest episode whenever we post it. And if you want a little daily fix of a guy and a girl talk sports, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, GG Talk Sports. All right, so we're going to switch it up a little bit on you guys today. We're going to start with the GG of the episode. Ooh. And then we're going to go into highlights and topics because... They're kind of mixed. Well, the reason why we did this is because we put out a poll on our Instagram, GG Talk Sports, asking you guys to ask us questions for our episodes, which we normally do. We ended up getting a lot of great questions that kind of made us just want to talk about a bunch of different sports. So we're going to cover off on those questions and then also that sport as well. Yeah, so you're basically going to lead our discussion today with your questions. But first, let's get into the GG of the episode So, if you haven't listened to one of our podcasts before, our GG of the episode is basically a big fat L that we hand out to someone or some organization or something that made a mistake, did something they shouldn't have, or did something stupid. We normally try and bring a bit of comic relief to the subject, but that's kind of our GG of the episode. So, this one, I guess, technically goes out to every single NFL player that votes for the NFL 100. Because Patty Mahomes was somehow ranked... He was still in the top 10. I'm pretty sure top five. Yeah, top five for sure. Yeah. But he was the third ranked quarterback. Yeah, which is just kind of mind-blowing because, I mean, it's Patty Mahomes. Let's not forget. And I get, so there is like the caveat that he was hurt for a few games this season. So maybe that's why he wasn't number one overall. But at the end of the day, like, you still know he's the best. Arguably the greatest playoff run by a quarterback, maybe in the history of the playoffs. Yeah. Super Bowl MVP, reigning, or well, I guess not reigning technically, but previously reigning MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, under the age of 25, also not to mention he's now the half a billion dollar man. So yeah. I think the money should be the proof of the pudding, not to mention also the game tape. But it's yeah. a little baffling. No offense to Lamar. Let me just say that. Yeah. No offense to Lamar. No offense to Russell Wilson. Right. I think if anything, I understand Lamar staying at one. Yeah. Because like you said, Patty was hurt. Yeah. And but, he was the MVP. Facts. He was the MVP. But also, I don't see him being ahead of Russell Wilson. Or I don't see Russell Wilson being ahead of Patrick Mahomes. No, I don't either. And I mean, Russell Wilson had a good season. And yeah, he did a lot for his team. But I still, even despite the fact that Patty Mahomes was out for a few games, I still think Patrick Mahomes was a better quarterback over the course of the season. So don't agree with that one. Definite GG to everybody voting on that. Maybe it was just like some seniority preference. And maybe we're wrong. Let's open this up. We're going to make this a GG debate on our Instagram. Go check it out. GG Talk Sports. Is Patrick Mahomes a better quarterback than Russell Wilson? Yes or no? All right. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. It's an easy question. Yes or no? In my opinion, currently? Yes. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is better. (laughs) Either way, all right, moving on. First topic, or I guess first sport that we're going to discuss is the NBA. Yeah. So we had a couple of questions in this realm. The first one is from the Swish Network. He asked, skill players versus athletic players, what type of player do you prefer if you were going to draft one? That's a great question because it's something that is very different. It's not something that somebody would always ask. So first off, thank you for this question. Yep. Second off, do you want to answer first or do you want me to go? Yep. So I am going to answer first and my pick would definitely be an athletic player because you can't take 
you can't teach athleticism, but you can teach skill. And to be even in question to be drafted, you would probably have to have at least some skill. But you've seen players like Ben Simmons, Lonzo Ball, like multiple players who have been taught skill, taught a better shot, taught all these things um, over the course of just a few years in the NBA. So I pick athleticism because you can teach skill. So I've been thinking of a way to argue that Mm -hmm. because I always like to give a different perspective for anybody to listen to it. And I think I, I will argue it. I'll say skilled players because, well, I think it also depends a lot on the position. Yeah, true. And I also think it depends a lot on what the actual team needs. So, for example, think about it right now. The Golden State Warriors, they need more of an athletic position, in my opinion. They yeah. don't need skill. But, for example, a team like the 76ers, who already have a ton of athleticism, and don't get me wrong, they have a ton of skill as well, but they have yeah. a lot more athleticism than skill, in my opinion. Yeah. Unless Ben Simmons keeps shooting the three like he does, that that's unreal. Athleticism first, skill second. Exactly. Yeah. But they could use more of a skilled position player. They could use a point guard, a true point guard, or a true shooting guard or something like that. So that's kind of my argument, I guess. If yeah. I was personally going to draft one, I think that I'd have to go athletic all day, every day. Just because, like you said, you can't coach that. Yeah. You can, I mean, that's just God-given abilities. But there's a lot of situations where you would draft skill over ta- over athleticism. Exactly. So I think it, it just sense. depends on the position that you're in as the organization and the team and, yeah. and the needs. Right. But, but that's a really good question. I like that one. All right. The second question from the Never Heard of Them pod. Will Rip City, which for everybody that doesn't know what Rip City is, as the Portland Trailblazers, finish and do enough to make the playoffs? So this is a really hard question, and I'm liking these questions. These are good, like, thought-provoking ones. But I think, in my current opinion, if I just look at the performance of both teams in the last game that I saw them play in, the Pelicans got stopped by the Clippers. So there, I'm not really feeling it. The Memphis Grizzlies, they also lost, be it in overtime, but they also still lost. They did. And then the Trailblazers won in that same game in overtime, which shows a lot of, like, grit and playoff mentality already. So in my opinion, and I'm going to stick with what I thought originally because we had this this conversation about who we thought would actually end up in the eighth position, and I said I thought it was going to be Portland, and I'm going to stick to that, especially because they're backing it up um, while they play. So I'm going to stick with saying that, yes, I think that they can do enough to make it into that eighth position. I don't think they'll do it free and clear. I think they'll still have to do that weird little – like mini series between the eighth and the ninth seed, but I think they'll still make it in. Oh man, I completely forgot about that seed playoff thing. Oh man, I was gonna say the Grizzlies. I wanted to say the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. but then you said that they'll probably go to the playoffs, which it, you can't. I mean, you can't count out Dame. And then also, right. side note. Oh yeah, there's Carmelo Anthony, who is arguably one of the most clutch shooters. Well, one of the. Most clutch shooters in in a game time position. Right. And then, oh yeah, that's right. You have CJ McCollum. Mm -hmm. And no offense, yeah, just casually there, sitting on the side, waiting for the three to hit the game winner, whatever the case may be, or make the pass, or make the stop, because he's also really slipped on defensively, in my opinion. So I think, yeah, man, damn. I know. I would love. Yeah, I would love to say the young talent of the Grizzlies, but I think it's just going to be the veteran, the skill, the grit. You can really see that in the overtime performance between the two. You could see one team who was young, who was hungry, but just didn't really know how to get over the hurdle and the hump. Right. And you saw another team who was a veteran team, very skilled, has been in a lot of these positions and scenarios. Yeah. And handled it like a veteran team should. They were patient. Great way of saying that. They were incredibly <laughs> patient. So So what's your answer? You think that they'll make it? I think so. Okay, gotcha. Just confirming. And then that makes page. me really want to redebate our discussion on them playing against the Lakers because I know. that 
I mean, we'll circle back once we know the final eight because obviously there's still a lot to happen. We're like two to three games in, so I mean, we'll see. Agreed. We're gonna have a whole probably couple episode debate on the NBA because there's been some great action. There's gonna be a lot of movement. And we just really want to discuss it. So stay tuned for that. We're going to move on to the NFL. And this is from the Carving It Up podcast. Dark Horse MVP candidate in the NFL. Okay, you want to go first this time? Switch it up. Sure. So I think that you're going to love this decision. We didn't discuss this question before I answered. No. I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. Oh. If you look around at the talent that Baker Mayfield has. Yeah. And you look around at the potential coaching offensive system scheme, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that Kevin Stefanski is going to bring to the Browns organization. Yeah. Baker Mayfield really is set up and poised to have a great season, honestly. I mean, it, yeah. it's hard to argue. I mean, it is hard to argue. You will likely still get a similar response that I got to leaving King James off of my top five by making that claim. But I can see... How that could be a, like a true dark horse, obviously. Like it's definitely not like an obvious choice, but like you said, like they have a whole new offense. Not not meaning like players, but they have a whole new offensive scheme with new coaching, which I think could be really good. With the same players, which yeah, is exactly. incredibly with dangerous. The same skill and same hopefully like renewed chemistry. It's not a bad choice. And then the defense. I mean, you also sleep on the defense. They've been building that defense for a few years, and, mm-hmm. I mean, it's slowly growing. They also paid Miles Garrett, my God, an incredible amount of money. Yeah, so like they better that. do a good job, at least enough to help Baker in the offense. Yeah, I think so too. Can I say one more? Because it made yeah, me sure. think of this. Okay. And this is going to make Greeny very happy. Sam Darnold. No. I know. Everybody I know. hates him. And, and that's maybe one reason why I'm throwing him into the conversation. All the Jets fans are going to be hype. Yeah. But I think Sam Darnold really is poised to have a great season. If you look at what he did after he came back from mono, it's really hard to argue the and body after of work. He saw ghosts. And at, that was a turning we, point. He right? did see ghosts. He yes. did see ghosts. That was a massive turning point. Hopefully in his career and what he says around, you know, Mike's. Yeah. We'll find out in the future. I don't know. Give us another great GG, please. But either way, I think he is poised to have a great potential season. I mean, honestly, it's hard to argue that. Yeah, it is hard to argue. And like you said, he had so many things stacked against him for a while. But hopefully this season he just comes in and like he can actually just do what he can do. But What about you? I'm also going to pick, this might not be a dark horse per se, but over the course of the last five years, it hasn't really like panned out. But I think this year could be different. So my dark horse is going to be Aaron Rodgers because just over the last few years, he's not like the best quarterback he's a great quarterback but he hasn't gotten like the attention for MVP so my dark dark horse this year is going to be him just because I think given everything that went down he's going to definitely play like at a whole new level to just prove once again that he's Aaron Rodgers and you don't get rid of Aaron Rodgers so he's my dark horse for MVP and I think that the Green Bay Packers are maybe one of my dark horses for a playoff push all I have to say is discount double check I mean, that's it. Hands down. Aaron Rodgers is a talent far to any besides a few in the NFL and maybe in the NFL ever. Yeah. He's a great talent. He's a great quarterback. He's a great leader. He's the person that you want in front of your organization. Sadly, I don't think Green Bay maybe feels that way anymore. Matt LaFleur actually just made a statement that was very interesting regarding Aaron Rodgers saying that, well, he's our quarterback currently and we want him to be our quarterback, but, you know, things change or something like that. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't love that vibe. He's rubbed me wrong. I I was a Matt LaFleur fan. I was a massive Matt LaFleur fan. And then over the past few months, these acquisitions that he's made in terms of players and in terms of just releasing players and rubbing players wrong and drafting players, 
I don't know. I have question marks next to him. Yeah, and I think we were listening to an Aaron Rodgers interview, and he made a good point. He didn't obviously directly say, like, Matt LaFleur, blah, 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 but he was just saying, like, young coaches or young GMs come in, and they just want to make a bunch of changes and then, like, claim all the players and claim, like, having filled the positions and claim having, like, set the team up. So I'm assuming that's what he's doing by, like, thinking Jordan Love is, like, the latest and greatest, and he wants to be able to say he put the team together um, so now it's just kind of backfiring on Aaron Rodgers. But I think Aaron Rodgers can prove him wrong. Once again, yours are much more dark horse choices than mine are. But I think that Aaron Rodgers is definitely poised for a potential MVP season despite not having gotten any wide receivers in the draft. Yeah, so kind of moving on. Thank you for this question. It was a fantastic one. But I want to stay in the NFL for a couple of points or topics or conversational pieces, whatever you want to call it. So I saw an Instagram post of DeAndre Hopkins in an Arizona Cardinals jersey. And it looked pretty clean. I'm not going to lie. It looked great. It was sad to see, but I'm also happy for him because he is in a much better position for an organization, for a team, for the potential to succeed, I think, than he was at the Texans. Sadly, that's just the honest truth in my opinion. But I got a question for you. Do you think that he will lead all of receivers this year in, how about yards? Or any any statistic? Yeah, I think that he could definitely lead... Um, in receptions so I don't know if it'll be like he is typically not like a short yardage like receiver he's normally a longer um, yards per reception sort of receiver but I do think that he could lead lead in receptions because if you think about it yeah they have like Larry Fitzgerald but I think he's going to be now the complimentary piece rather than the leading piece obviously and Kyler Murray wants to throw the ball they're probably not going to want to run him as much now they have a massive weapon so i think he could lead in receptions i don't know if that will equate to overall total yardage too but i think that he's set up like you said to really get a lot of catches this season yeah no i think he's gonna have a great season i also think that kyler murray could potentially be a dark horse mvp candidate i really do true i mean i think that he started to show some potential and hopefully like another season under his belt will start to like really improve his skill Um, And now he just has a lot of weapons, too, so he's set. Oh, for sure. He's set. And he also has a a really cool coach with a really cool house. um, So, you know, he can always go chill there and watch film. Big house by himself. (laughs) Anyways, fingers crossed that we have an NFL season. Yeah. Because I think it's almost up to 40. Maybe it's even more at this point in time, but I think at least or close to 40 NFL players so far have opted out Mm -hmm. of the next season, which is sad. I don't blame them. I understand. But it's just sad to see. Yeah. I do want to make like one point about NFL players opting out because it's too dangerous. Like I hope that they're also, and I'm sure they are, but I hope that they realize like what a privilege that is to be able to opt out of their job because of how dangerous it is, which just leads me to like once again want to thank every single frontline worker, every person in the freaking grocery stores, every person who's working the gas stations to make sure we can still have gas, all those people. The restaurants that people are taking food out from, whatever the case is. All of these people who are still working their jobs despite how dangerous it is to be out there. We just want to thank you again um, because you're doing things that a lot of people don't want to be doing right now and we just want to thank you for that. Exactly. And I guess to maybe even touch on that point, support local businesses if you guys can. Yeah. I know this is a sports podcast, but also with that being said, it's very important to support your local businesses. Obviously, do it the smart, do it the sanitary way, the safe way. So just wanted to say that little PSA, I guess. But with that being said, I want to have a discussion on honestly doing it the safe way and being sanitary. And that is potentially how the NFL will come back. Do you think that there needs to be a bubble in place 
do you think that the NFL can almost do what the MLB has done and have it actually work, unlike the MLB, which we'll discuss actually after the NFL? But, I mean, I want to kind of hear your thoughts and get a little yeah. discussion on this. Not a lot of COVID talk, but just a yeah. little bit. So I think that the MLB is proving a lot of things, and it's the majority of what it's proving is how difficult it actually is to be able to travel and still keep your players healthy and keep the COVID tests positive test to a minimum because it's not working in the MLB. I think one advantage the NFL has is obviously watching what the MLB is doing and learning what not to do. Um, I don't, I still don't think it's possible for the NFL to have a bubble in general. Like I just don't see how you do that, but I think that they can learn from the MLB on what not to do and have much stricter protocol. I don't, I still like, it's going to, there's going to be positive tests. I just don't see how you don't have a bubble and don't have positive tests at the same time. So, I mean, I think it's going to be tough, but at least they have something to learn from in the MLB because MLB is clearly not doing it right. So hear me out. This is a crazy thought, but I want to put this one out there. What if the NFL was almost to take a little bit of a bookmark or a little bit of a play out of the NHL playbook and then also out of the MLS playbook and then also out of the NBA playbook? So hear me out. They'll take the scheme of the NHL, which has two different settings. They have an eastern and a western side. Yeah. So for the NFL, NFL, you would just have the AFC and NFC. You would take the MLS format and you would almost do like a playoff or a round robin or a, some sort of system where you didn't have a full season, but you also still had enough games where it was fair to go to a playoff setting and playoff format and actually play for a trophy. Yeah. Then you take the NBA setting and you create a bubble in those two cities just exactly like you would the NHL did pretty much. So, yeah. I mean, I think there is a way... I just don't know if they want to spend the money. I think it really comes down to money. I think it comes down to spending a shit ton to be able to potentially, one, make a lot in return, and also, two, be able to put on a show for everybody that is kind of in a really bad situation, just like the NBA. Don't get me wrong. The NFL would have to put a lot more money in, but if you look at it, the NFL has also made a lot more money than the NBA has. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's apples to apples, I think, at the end of the day. But that's a good thought is just, like, having multiple bubbles. But not having every single team open to their facilities and not having every single team hosting different teams at their stadiums. Like, I I think that's a good point of maybe you can't have only one bubble, but maybe you just have, even if you had four, like one per division, you know, like something like that to where, yes, you can't have one for the entirety of the whole, like, league, but maybe you could have a few of them, like you said, that just, like, can even prohibit or eliminate or minimize travel in general. I mean, that's a really good point. To and to out. worry also about like an excessive amount of players. Yeah. Just cut the roster down to literally the amount of players that are on the field or that are going to be on the field during a game. Yeah. And then also, if you really want, you can do the practice squad. Yeah. And true. then that's it. And then you can rotate people in the bubble if you need, if injuries present themselves or if people, fingers crossed, God willing, don't get sick. But if yeah. they get sick, you can just rotate somebody in. They have to obviously sit the waiting period that is necessary and precautions and all that stuff, but right. then they just rotate in. Yeah. So I think there is a way. Yeah. It's I think just it's just different. And to your point, yeah. it's probably just going to be a combination of all the things that worked well for all these other leagues and organizations that have already kind of taken an attempt at it. But to your point, it's going to have to be, I don't think it can just be like, yeah, every week all these teams are playing all across the country. Like, I just don't think that's going to pan out well for them. I don't either. But what do you guys think? Let's have this maybe potentially be a GG debate as well. Do you guys think that the NFL needs to maybe take a couple of playbooks out of all these other sports organizations? in order to create a way to have a season yeah. or or not really what do you guys think let us know gg talk sports 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that's actually going to lead us into the MLB, which is maybe the one organization that has taken the most criticism, was also probably one of the most challenging to actually get back into playing, Yeah. and then potentially might not even finish. I mean, let's just be honest with ourselves mm-hmm. right now. The MLB is in shambles. It's kind of, I feel like it's slowly burning. Like, <laughs> it I, is. is that a bad analogy? I hate no. saying that about a sport. But but it's like every day something new comes up and it just feels like a little bit worse over time. It all just keeps adding up. Like we, uh, the last episode we talked about the Marlins having to postpone like so many of their games because so many players and staff like got COVID. Now we have another team that has like the positive test racking up in the St. Louis Cardinals. It's just like every single week there's another team that's just like the entire team is now a positive case. I mean, you have Manfred literally make a public statement to all of the MLB saying, look, guys, we are in. He didn't want to say it. I'll just say it. We're in deep shit. Yeah. <laughs> we need to figure our things out and write the ship or else this season's not going to be finished. Yeah. Heck, this season might not even finish halfway through I at know. this point. I mean, I hope it does. I've really enjoyed it. Free Joe Kelly. Um, oh, boy. But... It's just, it's, it's tough, tough to watch. It's yeah. really just tough to watch a sporting organization maybe just have such carelessness at this point in time. I know. And just like in a time where you really absolutely have to have every T crossed and every I dotted, they don't have like any of them crossed or dotted. Like they do not have their details squared away. It's just like they went into it so quickly because they took so long in the negotiations and then they try to start it pretty quickly on the other side of that that it just feels like. So much was left unsaid and so much was left unaddressed that now it's clearly backfiring. Yeah, that's well said. So let's just move on. The MLS is in the semifinals of their MLS's back tournament. I don't know. You let me know what you think. Besides the NBA, I think the MLS has been my second favorite sport so far. Yeah, I think it's definitely mine too. Soccer in general, because we watch the NWSL and the MLS. That's true. Soccer as a whole has definitely been my second favorite to watch. The competition has gotten a lot better. We mentioned, like, in the first few games, everybody was a bit sloppy. But the competition over the last few rounds has been super impressive. The quarterfinals, really, you could tell that these teams were a step above all the other teams that were previously playing. Yeah, so now we have the semifinals, which is... Portland versus Philadelphia, which is Wednesday the 5th. And then you also have, on Thursday the 6th, Orlando versus Minnesota. So it's going to be really exciting. Good luck to all four of those teams. We're excited to watch, and I think that we're just going to move on to the WNBA and discuss a little bit about that because we're almost at the end of the episode. So the WNBA, I guess really the big news, and I hate to bring this up again. Sadly, we've talked about some really depressing things on this episode, but also some really great things, is Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah. She suffered a very serious ankle sprain. Well, I guess moderate ankle sprain and she is going to be out for a month so prayers to her hopefully she heals and uh is back out there she was looking great yeah she was on fire and on fire i'm just thankful that it's not like a long-term injury like a month is not too horribly awful i mean i know she doesn't want to be out for a month and her team absolutely does not want to have her out for a month but hopefully she gets back quickly and then just kind of returns to the peak performance she was already playing at because it was impressive to see Exactly. And also to end this episode on a little positive note, the Sky in the Eastern Conference and the Storm in the Western Conference are both the leading teams in the WNBA. They both have a record of 4-1. and So shout out to both those teams. They are doing their thing. And then I also kind of want to just ask this question to everybody. Did you guys enjoy this episode? Because personally, I thought this was really fun to be able to talk about multiple sports and just kind of go down the list. If you did, let us know on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, GG Talk Sports, because... 
I don't know. Maybe we'll do some more format like this. Yeah, I agree. I liked also like having your guys' questions lead our conversation a bit. That was super fun to be able to answer your questions, which is something we've been doing. So we're going to continue to do that because you guys asked some really awesome questions. But like we said, let us know if you like having an entire episode kind of covering off on multiple sports because... We have them all. We have them all at our We're very right spoiled. Now. We are incredibly spoiled and right now. And we didn't even touch on the NHL because it's just getting going, but we can guarantee that we'll touch on that upcoming because it's going pretty much almost straight into the playoffs, which will be super exciting. And we didn't touch on the UFC either, which had a great fight night last night. So We can't even fit it all in one episode at this point, but... There's too many sports to talk about, but I am not complaining about that. So thank no. you guys so much for listening, and like we always say... Thank you so much to everybody on the front line, all the healthcare workers, just everybody doing their part during this really crazy and weird and different time of ours, and just hope everybody's staying safe right now. So thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe, and what else did I forget? And follow us on social media. There it is. And we'll see you guys next time. Take care.